0: Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh
1: my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that. Puri and thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Code with the Kingi, where for this go-around, I'm sharing the mic with a current Chiefs mana player and all black and Joshi Awane. First of all, Kaz, thank you very much for your time today and what's life like? I
0: don't know. cheers for having me, bro. Um, yeah, we're down in the bubble in Queenstown at the moment, so that's interesting. We had to move from Hamilton down here. But I left left the we went up to Hamilton. Now I'm back in the targo, So <laughs> uh but now nah, it's all good, bro. The boys have been getting tight through the bubble and a couple of footy games, so yeah, not
1: bad. What was your first reaction or initial reaction to learning that you're going to be going back down to a place that you're pretty familiar with like were you low-key dreading it knowing that you had to be pinned up in Queenstown for close to a month or
0: yeah nah not happy to be honest because um like moving from dunedin to hamilton and then my partner came up as well and she's like just starting a new job in hamilton and then you know she so she's up there and she doesn't really know anyone and then we're locating down here like you know we can't we can't it's not like we can go out to shops and stuff so um we can do things like as a bubble if no one else is there, but if there's other people there from the public, we can't, you know, we can't go into cafes, we can't go on the jet boats, you know, sort of thing. So, now, nah, oh, yeah, it's been better than I thought it was going to be, but, um, yeah, I probably still prefer to be back in, in the trauma.
1: Yeah, no, I talked to um, one of the bros the other day who went on tour at the back end of last year, and he was saying that, yeah, like, he had a hissing summer, and, you know, the fact that he was on the road for three months and then he came back. And then he has to be away from his family, like he understands it, because obviously that's like the world mm. you live in as footy players at the moment. But at the same time, mm. like living out of a hotel, and then like different people have different circumstances. Like you said, you made the shift up north for you know a change of scenery, and then next thing you know, you're back down there, bro. So mm. yeah, pretty tough period. But you mentioned the fact that you guys um, have got some footy games under your belt um, in preparation for week one, which is this weekend. How has pre season gone and how have you enjoyed
0: getting to know a new environment? Yeah, but it's been mean. It's been mean. I've enjoyed it today. lot I was, how new coming in. Um, new city, new team. But the pre season itself, because um, I think usually there's a, there's a December period for pre season mm-hmm. and that's the period where we just get flogged. But uh, this year with like COVID and stuff, there was no December. So pretty much only had January. And what are we now, mid-Feb? So it was, it was a short amount of time. So it wasn't as hard because. You know, they still gotta get through rugby stuff and fitness stuff. So but I feel like there was a bit more rugby stuff. Um, which is heavy on our end. <laughs> but yeah, bro, being in um the Chiefs has been awesome for full for, for, for the first part anyway. I'm enjoying it.
1: Have you noticed any differences? I know some guys bounce between clubs and obviously you had quite a lengthy period with the Highlanders. Did you notice coming in that there's different stuff to do with the Chiefs Mana?
0: Yeah, I think um I wouldn't say there's like big rocks but like it's just a lot of like a few little things you know that um both teams do things some things are done differently um even like the style of plays a little bit different and um that's probably one thing or i'm still getting used to is like the different style of play which i didn't think was going to be a problem actually but um just getting used to the calls the language and how the chiefs want to play it's you know it's taken a bit longer than i thought it would take so but no it's a good experience
1: did having that familiarity with Clayton McMillan make things easier and maybe some of the boys from like the Moana Pacifica game you played in in the Māori All Blacks?
0: Yeah, bro. You know, being a few of the boys in the Māori's team, playing under Donk for, for the Māori's as well, but also with uh, Roger Randall there. He's um, he's in charge of attack for the Chiefs and he was in charge of attack for the Māori's for, for the years I've been there. So yes, yeah, so that, that does make it um, a bit more familiar and uh, they're pretty easy to talk to and stuff like that because I enjoy the attack side of footy and um, you know, we we have a few combos over that, but yeah, definitely having those guys there makes it a bit easier.
1: Now, I know that you signed, what was it, well, the news came out sort of midway through last year, maybe around, I don't know, July, August, um, and that was sort of around the same time that um, we had names like Damien McKenzie and Lachlan Beauchere, uh, with their news about going overseas, and then the unfortunate passing of the likes of Sean Wainui, so like, has that added any extra pressure knowing that you've had sort of like a big chunk of experience leave, and then all the hype that sort of was around you making your move back up there? Did that, like, I'm guessing you made that call before that news came out or were you sort of like in the know with what was happening?
0: Um, I think I was probably in the know that, um, Damien was on leave. Okay. Um, that was probably the only, yeah, I didn't know about Bosch, but I, I, in terms of pressure, I, I don't know i mean there is like there is the element of pressure um, but i feel like i made the move for 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 the reasons that i did and that was for a change of scenery um, wanting to get out of the and you know i thought a change could be good for me and you know, I, I didn't move to um damage issues, you know I, I i left you know for for those reasons that i just said and and, and i feel like a, so far it's been a good one you know and a change of scenery a new environment new people has been good for for myself and yeah, so far, so good.
1: Sorry, Rod, I didn't mean to um, sort of un- unnerve you with that question. Um, that's not what the objective of this podcast is. But, yeah, no, um, no, no. I, I, just, I know that the, the Chiefs were a resurgent side last year off the back of what was it, 2020, when they didn't win a game. And mm-hmm. then, obviously, they had some building blocks last year. And then going into this year, for all the hype around the Blues, is, for me personally, I, I see you guys as probably the dark horse and guys that are probably getting overlooked. And I just know that the addition of you was um, sort of one of the the big copes in the wake of like demo leaving overseas. So um, yeah, no,
0: no, no, you're good. I've heard, I've had a few I've heard a few people ask me about that question actually, like the dealing with the pressure of um, with uh, you know the move to the chase. But yeah, I I think in my head, like I've been asked that a couple of times, and I'm like, like you know, is, oh, is it like. Maybe I'm I'm looking at it different because I'm j i am just you know I'm I'm to be to be happier, you know, and I'm you know it's working out. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. Yeah, I often bro, it's quite crack up like when I get guys on because I'm just like a battler who's just a nerd and I'll be asking all these sort of like real intense questions and they're like, Bro, I just play footy, like I don't even think about that. If yeah, yeah. you're thinking about it yeah, yeah.
0: um, happens a couple of <laughs> times and. I don't even
1: think about that. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it's a pretty simple game. Like, I know that there's all the mm. intricacies that come out, you know, with the stats and whatnot. But, you know, you, you pretty much run out there and you try and beat the other team up and score tries. So, yeah. Um, but long before you were applying a trade down in the South Island and running around currently with the Chiefs, you were running amuck in Auckland, if Wikipedia is correct, bro. So why don't you take <laughs> us back to a uh, young Josh and and uh, let us know how you even got to playing footy.
0: Yeah, but I um, grew up in Auckland. My mum's from Northland, Ahipara, um, up by a nine-mile beach up there. So, uh, And my dad grew up in Auckland. So for the first five years, I was up in Ahipara, um, Northland, and then moved to, or came back to Auckland. Sort of from a young age, my dad, my dad was a real big league, yeah. So um, growing up, you know, I love the Warriors, Stacey Jones, you know, Francis Millie, Clinton Torpe. You know, those are my sort of idols growing up. And... Um, my dad was a huge league. I grew up in, um, in Rewa in South Auckland and um, I used to play for the Mullins. And yeah, I guess from a young age, my dad just loved league and then I sort the of loved league and I just, yeah, every Saturday, that was us down at the Melford Park um, playing league and then sort of um, in primary school, a few guys from my school, when I was probably like year four, they got a scholarship to Kings mm-hmm. and um, it, it, it probably worked that well because Kings kept coming back to my school you know, asking them if there's anyone that you know could put forward an application, and so yeah, the school nominated me to go through and then got a scholarship to King's, which was awesome, which is where I met uh Fale. He, he uh, also received the scholarship, and um, yeah, no, nah, King's was, was awesome. Um, really enjoyed my time at King's and um, started in year seven right through to year 13. And probably through that time, King's is probably a big rugby school, and, and at the time, I was a big leaguey, and so um, for a few years there, I was playing um league i was playing rugby on saturdays league on sundays and um you know you can probably do that when you're younger you can't do that now but um mm-hmm. body, body will take a hit but yeah and then i was just through through uh, through those early years anyway at kings yeah i was playing league union and then sort of when it got to the first 15 stage that, that was when i um sort of had to make a decision like you know i'm not gonna play rugby i am i gonna play league and um, it's really funny Because my dad was like So good When I said I wanted to play rugby Yeah I think Just through my time at Kings I just really enjoyed it But yeah Kings was Kings was an experience bro You know Like being from uh, South Auckland Rewa You know Pacific Island We're going to Going to Kings Where there's There's not many Other brown faces there But uh, I enjoyed it Met some good people there bro And the first 15 The first 15 scene Is awesome bro. Like 1A rugby up in Auckland It's, um, it's hectic And Get a lot of support from the school and mates and stuff, and it's quite, it's quite a huge. Day.
1: I mean, you only have to look at that, um, the King's grammar game, which is like broadcast on TV every year, and you see how much the schools mm. get behind. Um, and just a little quick anecdote from me, bro, like, um, besides being a Wally boy, first of all, shout out to Fale, thank you for teaming this up. But, <laughs> um, uh, although I'm a Wally boy, I actually spent some time up in Auckland and I did my first year of high school at Mags. And I remember Mm. my first trip out to King's college because I'd never been there. And I was like, Oh, you know, dad, where's King's college? Oh, it's in South Auckland. So like, um, you know, I, you know, I was thinking, Oh, okay. Yes. I know they're a flash school, but you know, South Auckland doesn't really add up and you get there and it's just like, this is like its own little town just within the school grounds, (laughs) like hockey grounds, athletic strip, whatever you call that. Rugby fields galore, Mm. like the old school, like Hogwarts looking like building. So, I don't know. I know you touched on, like, that being quite an o- opener for you, but did you sort of realise what you had sort of, like, been
0: hooked up with? Yeah, oh, bro. I was the exact same when I saw. I was like, I actually thought it was Hogwarts. Though. I was like, what the hell is this? Um, and I, I would have been, like, what, 12, 13, you know, and then seeing that, it was just, yeah, it's just crazy, especially that, that racetrack, like, you don't see many. School, you drive and the race checks on the right, and you don't really see many schools of a race check like that. Mm. But yeah, no, it's it's huge. Yeah. yeah,
1: bro, unbelievably so. So in that time, you talked about having how you played footy on a Saturday and then you played the league on a Sunday. But it sort of got to the point when you sort of hit that first fifteen stage that you had to make the choice between the two, and you opted mm. to play uh, Union. And, I mean, like, you've obviously progressed to where you are now, bro. Like, you're in all black, playing for the Chiefs. So, I'm guessing you still would have been quite handy at league. So, up until that point, had there been any interest from like, the likes of the Warriors? Or was there ever the opportunity for you to go over to Oz?
0: Oh, but there was, like, it was there was interest. Um, but it was all just interest, you know? There was nothing, like, uh, set in stone or paper. But there was a little bit of interest, um, you know, when we had a look around the Warriors um facilities and um yeah interest over in Aussie but nothing was really um you know it was just it was just all interest you know nothing mm-hmm. that, like actually came forth after that but uh, even now like I, I watch like almost every NRL game or yeah, on, yeah close, or at least watch NRL every weekend when it's on. And I just yeah it's it's a good watch eh? and then at times I miss the sport, It's it's good stuff.
1: Do you ever dream about, you know, water?
0: What if <laughs> Uh Oh, I, I, I also enjoy the Super Rugby competition. You know, the, the yeah. best players in New Zealand playing in New Zealand. Um, but, yeah, but the NRL would be would be awesome too. Eh? Yeah.
1: Mm, it's crack up, like, talking to boys like yourself, um, when I asked them about footy, and, like, nine times out of ten, they're actually probably more preoccupied with league on the weekends rather than, like, seeing <laughs> what all the other teams are up to. But, like I said, like, when you're that... Um, I guess, caught up with rugby, rugby, rugby during the week. The last thing you want to do is be watching it on TV when you're at home. But more so back to your time at Kings, brother. So you cracked the first 15 in year 11, I'm guessing. And then how did things sort of play out from there? And was it once you cracked the first 15 that you really sort of gave this rugby as a career thing? Yeah. Like At what point did you realise like you want to be professional?
0: Yeah. uh, Real quickly, it's on that first 15 i um I debuted against um Odohu College, which is the college right next to us at r g eleven, and um at the time I was actually playing second five, and then, yeah, so I was on the bench um first Odaho, and then on the other midfielder was uh, RTS. and I was like, oh, they, all right. at the time you know he wasn't as, as big dog as he is no. now, but he was well known, you know he was well known, mm-hmm. and um i was I was actually a second five, but I think center went down. And so I had to go to centre. And um, I'm the at year 11. And um, obviously he's a couple years older, so he been in his last year. I'm weighing about 77 kgs. <laughs> and so I go on, like, um, and yeah, I go on mark RTS. And, man, I, I don't know, yeah, I just it's one of those things you remember, like my debut first of then, I was marking RTS. Um, and then you see, like, the levels he's gone to now, man, it's just, just crack up, and, Holy But, yeah, on, on the... Um, on the first 15 but um yeah so I debuted in um, in year 11 um as a midfielder would you believe I was the smallest midfielder ever and then I, I played a few games but I was mainly in for injury cover um we had fussy fu footight he was there um, and I think he got injured and so that's why I got called in. and then heading into the next couple of years that's when I um, made the shift to first five. I guess because coming from league, I like I enjoyed the playma- playmaking aspect of, of footy, and and that's still probably with me now. You know, like I just enjoy playing at the line, putting boys in holes, or you no know, little chips over the top, cop you know, all that sort of stuff. I just, I, it's just the part of footy that I like, and um, that's probably why I moved in um, from second five into first five. And, and, and into, that was in 2012, and we actually didn't go that well, um, but yeah, like. Anyone that plays for Kings in the first you know that it's just it's just so such a big thing in high school like you know everyone gets behind the team um you know if you see the support at the games and like you said at the grammar game there's just so much support and so much um, so many people behind you you know so um, it, was a, it was an awesome experience and, and heading into my last year in 2013 you know we um, we sort of really wanted to push forward and do something good there and we had to Cecil Lavier coming in for that 2013 season. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have been his first year coaching at Kings and obviously him being a first five and, uh, me sort of just, uh, well, I had one year at first five, but sort of just starting out in that position, it was real good for me because for his time there and my time with him in that last year, he taught me a lot about, about 10 and, and more so in like the detail of, of how to analyze a game and, uh, what's what pitches to look for, um bit of professionalism you know You brought a bit of that to to Kings and going into my last year squad never touched the gym and, and then when he came you know we we're in the gym all the time sort of thing so yeah he's helped me out through um, through the beginning of um, of my career I guess you could say like with with how I train and, and what I look for but um, yeah in, in my last year of Kings you, um, yeah we went down to the the big dog St. Kent's in the uh semi-final. They had um a few stars in there. I actually got knocked out in that game with a um running straight down my channel off the scrum. But yeah, I think I think just with Kings and Fresh 15, I think with like with just how like attached you get to or how um I don't even know what the word is like uh, engaged, you know, with with rugby and with the Fresh 15, I think, I think um that's where I sort of enjoyed rugby more than league. You know, that's where it sort of started to change for me. I was playing footy with my mates that I went to school with. I was playing with them every weekend. Um, and so, we, you know, that probably was a factor as well. But I think uh, leaving school, you know, when you're leaving school, you, you hear of other boys, you know, like, oh, they're going to Auckland, or they're going to Waikato, they're going to Wellington. You know, there's that sort of um, that sort of chat going around. And, and, and for me, I think at that, at that stage, I was like, yeah, man, I want, I want I want to be a professional you know I want to be in the academy you know like I want to be in the minor 10 and um, you see it in the years before you too when you're year twelve, you see boys leaving school and then you see them on the tv you know they're playing and um, I think it was at that stage where I was like yeah that's what I want to do I want, when I leave school I want to make an academy and yeah and, and, and push on to play play footy and yeah I'm grateful grateful that I'm, that I'm here today.
1: And so at what period like did it was it not right up until the end of the year that you decided to make the decision to move south and was that the only offer on the table and you know what mm. led to you picking a place like did you even visit it like before going like how did it all work out
0: uh, yeah I've told many people um the story but um we played mags in a 1st game and um I must have played well whatever in the in the Auckland Academy manager at the time he came out to me and he said, um, oh, yeah, so, so the Auckland Academy manager came up to me and he goes, um, this is right after the game, and he goes, hey, mate, um, do you mind if, uh, can we sit down with you and your family? Or, oh, he said something like along those lines, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, you're playing well, you know, we want to sit down with you. or we'll, uh, talk about getting into the Auckland Academy. And my dumb ass, because at the time there was interest from the you NRA know, um, inner- club.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: and, and But I, I, I wanted to go to rugby. But I, but I hadn't told my dad yet. And my dad wanted me to go to league. And and that, that was sort of the stage where I was like, no, nah, i want going to go to rugby. And, but then I go, oh, um, <laughs> I don't know who I think I am. But I was like, oh, I've actually had interest from um, an NRL team that I'm sort of, you know? But, like, why would I say that? I should have just said <laughs> yes, you know, put the options on the table. I don't know who I thought I was. at like, thinking of the man and stuff. Oh, my Lord. But... um. And so what happened after that is I never heard from that guy ever again. And oh. um, and, the, and the NRL thing fell through. And <laughs> and then I never heard from the Auckland Academy manager again. And and um, I sent to, to Sister, I was like, I, I, I forgot his name. I was like, oh, so-and-so came up to me after the game. This is a couple of weeks later mm-hmm. and talked to me about um, the Auckland Academy. But I haven't heard from him. This is a couple of weeks later. And Sester goes, did you not tell him that you wanted to... Um, explore your NRL option, um your league team option. And I was like, oh yeah, this is it. And he's like, why why would you think that he would call you back after saying that? And I was like, oh nah. So bro, I was like, I was stuck for like, yeah, so my time after school, um like so when in the school finished December, oh, I, I didn't know what I was doing at um and then like real late thought, oh actually, actually no, actually something else came through which was um the Waratahs Academy and Aussie came through. And, and, I, and I was real close to going with that, but um, I didn't want to because I wanted to stay in New Zealand. And I and I, th- I thought personally that the best place to play footy is in New Zealand. You know, that's the best. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the best players, um, the best competitions, the best um, room for growth was in New Zealand. So I wanted to stay in New Zealand. And then real late at Otago got a call from, might've been my coach at school saying that, um, Otago would have me in the academy, and it was it was really late doors. All the uni halls, you know, it was it was, it was the uni halls had already been like the applications had already been submitted, you know. So there's a little bit of work to do there, but um yeah, that came late, and then yeah, but took it, went down, and yeah, true, it was a good time, yeah. But like a lot of people ask me like, why didn't you like why were you weren't you in the Auckland academy, and <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't I don't go through having trouble of telling the next story <laughs> 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 i haven't told that story much but um yeah I that was my fault i think oh bro like um what's
1: meant to be is what's meant to be bro um yeah, and it's a... yeah ultimately you i guess you, you ticked off your bucket list um in mm. the end but okay late doors you're down and done as, um so that started 2014 right um and then yeah you have the goal in yep. mind to just want to pursue this whole rugby thing and one thing I always like to ask guys that head down those ways or even the boys that are um that have grown up there locally is how do you stick to the right path when everybody else around you down there is just having fun, bro?
0: Yeah, but it's a it's a hard one. Like I've probably got a different view on that for, for from other people like um but so like for me, I went down to Dunedin and I went down in 2014 and I debuted for Otago in 2017, and debuted for the Hollanders in 2018, so there was 14, 15, 16, and 17, because I debuted at the end of 17, where I wasn't with Otago, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. Um, I know, I I feel like people feel like I went down there, and I played for Otago straight away, but I actually had a a few years of, like, just doing the uni life, man, it was an awesome time, you've probably heard about um, Danas, you know, in the uni stuff, and I guess for me, being from Auckland, you know, I went, I jumped on a plane, didn't know anyone down there. I knew, actually I knew one person um, that I played touch with, and he was actually in my hall, and, and we're good mates now. But I, I knew one person going down. Sorry, I lied, and and a couple guys from my school going into a different hall, but I knew one person in my hall, and so yeah, went down from Auckland. You know, didn't know many people, and so it was just like a whole new like sort of a bit like moving to Hamilton or chasing out to a new city. Don't know many people, and then get down there, move into my hall. You know, it was it was a it was definitely an experience. Um, and and then to need in itself was an experience. You know, this um, orientation week, you meet new people, and then every weekend they're doing, you know, um, you know, having fun. They're yeah, having bro, fun. And, they do? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, what they do. And yeah, going down. You know, I feel like I was a, I was a, you could say a footy stuff. You know, I just. I just want to make footy, mm-hmm. play footy. And and that's not a bad way to be, you know, you're gonna be driven and stuff like that. But I feel like um at least I learned like down there was, you know, you gotta you gotta have balance out, like. you gotta enjoy yourself. You know, you can't just be all 40, 40, footy, you know, you, you gotta um, yeah, just enjoy yourself, eh? And I felt like when I was like I was trying to force it, you know, focus on footy, 40, 40, 40, you know, was almost worse for me, you know. And and when I just relaxed, you know, just had fun, um, hung out with my mates you know get on the piss with the boys every now and then um well, maybe not every now and then those first couple of years but you know what i mean you know just 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 relax have fun yeah and um but it, and i felt like that was that worked out better for me eh? and you know those first couple of years I, I went down with the goal that i wanted to play my 10 cup as as soon as possible so i went down in 2014 i went bold you know i wanted to play that year didn't work out I Wanted to play the next year didn't work out you know and then um yeah, it all didn't happen until after four years you know so at in that time bro like I you know after my whore, I moved in met some met some good mates in, in my hall that I'm still mates with now that we lived together in a, in an eight man flat in, in second year 2015 and, and again for the next couple of years so yeah I've got some really good mates down there and and we often talk about how like those those uni days were like the best days of our lives you know the, the best memories you know no money no worries you know that's sort of like how he lived, it, and but then after and saying that after a couple of years of of um, living the uni life, I was like, you know, I can't do this forever. Um, you know, where do I, where do I want to go from here? And um, obviously, the footy scene was um, was where I knew I wanted to be. And then yeah, so got the call up in 2017, and then debut for the Tiger.
1: Holy! So you talk about that sort of lull period between mm. when you first go down there. You're ambitious. You're bold and maybe reality hits you in the face because you're forced to wait longer than what you actually would have liked. Mm. So in that period, what did you get up to? Like, you're studying, like, are you working? Uh, you're just playing yeah. club footy? Like, how are you putting yourself in a position or how are you putting yourself in the picture with the
0: coaches um, for the Otago team? Yeah, so we're in, the, um, we're in the academy. So we had trainings. What do we have trainings? So we had trainings every morning in the gym. Sorry, sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday in the gym. Monday, Wednesday, Arvo for the academies, we're playing club rugby. So we had Tuesday, Thursday, Arvo trainings, play on Saturdays. And, and at the time, I was studying. So went down there, went to uni in in you know in the academy, playing club 40 on the weekends. And so, um, you know, at trainings, those are good opportunities. Playing on the weekends, you know, that's a good opportunity. And then also, in my first year, we had the um, – it was the first year that Jock Hobbs under-19s comp, Right. And that was a good opportunity as well. To, to showcase your stuff. And at the time for under nineteens, um, we had Fletcher Smith down there also as a team. And he played with the same age. He played um because obviously we're both in in the nineteens and we didn't really have a um I feel like the numbers in Dunedin is not like the numbers in Wellington, Auckland. You know, we get a lot of, you know, there's there's a few few under nineteen players, but not a lot, you know, and and so there wasn't many in the second or five option. And so when it came into the, um, into the internality the target team the coach sort of pulled me aside, you know, how did you feel about playing 12? And um, you know, I played there in high school. And so I was like, okay, I'll play 12. And then um yeah, but like I, yeah, I think by then I, you know, I was I was passionate about being a 10. So being at the Jog Hobbs was sort of um, sort of hard. And then because I was playing out of position. And then also that's where they picked the New Zealand 20s, the New Zealand 20s. Like the camps, that's how you beat the camps into the New Zealand 20s. Yeah, bro. And so I felt like as soon as I was pushed into 12 and couldn't show, show anything at 10, that was, um, yeah, nah, didn't didn't get any look-ins at, at, at the New Zealand camps, eh, which I was like gutted because that was the goal of mine out, um, coming out of school. You know, I wanted to make that New Zealand 20s team. But yeah, back to your question, bro. I was just in Dunedin. I was studying and, um yeah, playing footy on the weekends, club footy. I was playing for the Southern Magpies. Uh, managed to win a banner 2017, which was unreal. But yeah, it was but dinner's, dinner's, is a good time.
1: I think I remember, bro, because um, I interviewed Tupo Sapuanga last year.
0: Oh, yeah. I listened to a little bit of his on this,
1: Yeah, Yeah, bro. And I remember seeing like a tweet, because, bro, like whenever I get any of you boys on, I do a bit of a stalk to see what I can um, unearth. And I remember he put up a tweet around the same time you made your AB's debut, bro. And he said that... um you've come a long way since you two were like in your car like struggling to get petrol money for whatever like trainings or something <laughs> that you were <laughs> you were trying to get along yeah. to, bro so um, yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny how you know you look back on those times to, to where yeah. you are now but then you're getting more back towards like the otago stuff when you crack the team like when you finally get you know the tap on the shoulder from the coaches and they're like yo it's your time to shine what was the head like who'd you debut against and how did things flow wow. so nicely for you that, you know, you're in the Highlanders of the next year?
0: Yeah, but I have, to, I have to rewind a little bit. So that was in 2017. Mm-hmm. But at the end of 2016, so at the end of 2016, I was playing for Otago B. Missed out on Otago, gutted, um, whatever. And then in, but like, so like, so that's in like, I want to say October. So this is about October. And then I'm in Danos, bro. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know, what am I going to do this summer? Am I going to go home? Am I going to work? What am I going to do? I'm unsure. And uh, then I get, a, I get a text. I get a random text and it, and it goes, hey, it's Tony Brown. Um, he's like, hey, it's Tony Brown. Just want to know if you want to do pre-season with the Hollanders for um, coming up in December. And you have to think, like I haven't played Mod 10 yet. Um, I was playing a Tiger B. And so I, I'm thinking, you know which one of my mates is this you know because like, <laughs> i haven't even played one of 10 why why would he ask me to do pre-season and i was like nah i was like this can't be real so I like i went around to my flatmates and i was asking them like which one of you is being an idiot and it was nobody and then um i just feel the footy boys are, like, are you guys playing tricks on me no so i um i decided to ring him and i just ring him just to make sure it's him and um then he picks up the phone and he's like you know obviously it's him and then i was like oh my lord and um at the time, you know, I'm just trying to find, you know, stuff to to work, and you know, pay the rent for for the flat. And in, in December, mm-hmm. you know, here I am getting a call from Brownie, and um, I like it was just because I hadn't played um, Mater 10. that That's sort of what I couldn't get my head around. Is why he came coming and, um, and asked me to do preseason with him, but he must have watched a couple of their games for Target B. And so anyway, I went and did preseason 2016 December. And then um, there was a couple of injuries. I was only supposed to do December I think New Year's. I was finished, and then um, in January the boys must have had a couple of injuries. Then Banksy got injured in 2017, and so I got called in again. And then Banksy comes back, and and, it, and I think it was like a Lock got injured or something like that. And the, and then Brownie just kept me on, oh, no. and um, so like a Lock was injured and I was still in, and, and then I ended up I ended up doing the whole year as an injury placement. and I think when I got that text or got that, when I rang him and I, he said, come into preseason, I think that was when I was like, yeah, this is my one shot that I have, you know, I'm going to go in, I'm going to bloody try and be the best that I can be. Cause I don't want to leave the environment, you know? And, and then I think that's what Toops well, that, that tweet they were just talking about, because when I went in 2017, that's when Toops came in. Mm-hmm. So we were both injury placement players, you know, in there. And, um, yeah, he's, he's a funny man. <laughs> he's a, he's a funny man. And, and, uh, you know, he's a he's a hard trainer, and so like we'd push each other at training because we're both injury replacements, and would be like, yeah, we want to play, we want to play. You know, we're going to train hard today. We want to play. You know, just we want to get on the team. You know, there's obviously you know I was like 21 at the time, and um, Lima and Banksy were carving it up on that scene. And so, you know, it was a long way to go to even get on the field, but. You know, we still like used to talk shit to each other. Come on, like, <laughs> we're going to take their position. <laughs> I'm going to take his position. Like, you know, oh, you know what he's like, eh? You know no, what bro. He's like he's yeah. um, And so, and so anyway, yeah. So 2017 did the whole year's injury replacement. And then I think that's, um, that sort of stemmed into the Otago because I'd never played, it. I hadn't been signed off Otago. And then, um, and I think, yeah. So like being with the Hollanders the whole year, um, you know, getting, gaining that experience, um, I think that sort of put the trust in the coaches for Otago that, yeah, I think Josh is ready to play a Otago and, um, yeah, it was a, it was, it was an awesome feeling, bro. Signed with Otago and at the same time, signed off the Hollanders for a draft contract for the following year. You know, so I hadn't even played in one ten 10 and I was signed for the next year's Super Rugby and I think that was just, uh, man, that was that was unreal. Like, you know, I'd done four years, you know, couldn't make the Otago team and then when I'm receiving a a contract, finally, you know, Hollanders one comes in straight after it. And I was just I was just blown away. And I think, you know, I'm grateful to Brownie. You know, he called me in off an injury replacement when I hadn't even played than 10. And he was going off what he had seen off in the B games, you know. And um, so yeah, I'm grateful that he 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 called me in because if he hadn't, you know, um I'm, I'm sure what I'd be doing.
1: Yeah, bro, totally. Um, but fast forwarding to 2019, which was pretty much your breakout year, bro, um, that sort of like aligned with the departures of Lima-Sapawanga and Marty Banks. And I know that you joked about um, taking their position, you know, all those years beforehand, but knowing Mm. that those guys were um, leaving the Coupe, did you look Mm. at that 2019 season being like, okay, yeah, this is my opportunity to, you know, take that 10 jersey with two hands? Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, bro, so so it is leaving in 2018, Banksy was was Banksy yeah, no, was Banksy in twenty nineteen? He was there. Uh, I'm pretty sh- well. I think he was there, but maybe yeah, like, I think it oh. was just. I think it was just. Um, I think it was just Lima that was that was leaving there. Oh, okay, oh, alright, I need to. I need, a, I, need a, I need to get these facts before I. Um... Bro, that, Sorry, that's
1: well. that's that's my <laughs> that's my bad, bro. That's my job as a host, but um, yeah. <laughs> nah. but anyway, oh, twenty nineteen, yeah, bro, 2019 yeah.
0: Season- yeah, 2019. Um, Sops was leaving. Bro, no, actually, I think this is what happened. This is what happened. Sops was leaving. It was um, Getz and myself, and they hadn't found anyone, and they signed late. I saw him. Banksy, like, uh,
1: that's what right, happened.
0: Right. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he was there. And yeah, like you know, with Sops leaving. There was obviously who was going to be, be the ten, and um, real quickly, bro, Um, yeah, Sops. When I first joined the land, Sops was real. Helpful with me at the at the landers, that he um, taught me a lot. He's real cheeky though. He's, he's annoying, but he's 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 a good footy player and he knows his stuff. And you know, being me being in uni for a few years and I was watching him play on TV. I one 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 thing that I had when I was playing club rugby is um, I'd never goal kicks before, and um, that was one thing mm. Brownie said to me. He was like you Can't play 10 and not goal kick. Like if you want to play at the next level, you've got to learn how to kick. And um I was like, sweet. So anyway, I went away, learned how to kick by myself. And I remember I got when I got called in for injury replacement. Oh, so I did December, but he wasn't there. And then I came in in January and someone got injured, but you don't know how long you're gonna be there. Yeah. You know, you could be there for a week and then you're you know, you're out. And then so um Sops was there and I I remember being like, fuck, I could only be here this week, so I'm just gonna go up to him and ask him, you know, do dear, can you teach me how to goal kick? And um, I've told this story on another podcast, but yeah, I was like, oh, do you reckon you could teach me how to goal kick? He's like, yep, teach me. Then on the first session, he he says to me, should we have a comp? And I'm like, oh, here he is, you know, (laughs) I'll just ask you how to kick, I don't know how to kick, and you're asking me for a comp. Uh, And then, (laughs) so I read him, but I ended up beating him out, like, on the very first, and I was like, oh, no, like, and like, I can sense him getting a little bit angry, and I'm like, I didn't want this comp, you know, I was asking you to teach me, you know, you want to comp me. And so the next day he has to bring me a coffee at and, a muffin, you know, and I'm, I'm feeling a little bit embarrassed because, yeah, just because he was trying to teach me and then asked me for a comment and I beat him. And then, but after that, we'd have a comment every week. And honestly, he just, his chat, like, you know, you know, Toops and the way he chats is just like the same sort of thing. Like, you don't want to lose <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you don't want to lose. It's just, it's just, they like, just chat, get in your head and annoying, but, um, yeah, no, it was, it was a good time. Sorry for getting off topic there, but yeah, the twenty nineteen season coming in, you know, there was who was going to be the next ten. You know, obviously, Socks had been there for a few years, like no, not ten years, was it ten years, yeah, like uh, something, well, yeah, well, eight I know years that or something, you, eh? yeah, Nine yeah, yeah. We lived well. It used to go down there, yeah, 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 close to a hundred games, you know, and and I think for me, like, what well, like I like I said before, was like just just being relaxed, you know, not being too too engaged or like not 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 I don't know if engaged is the word but not not putting too much pressure on yourself having balance I thought that was key going into that season but the opportunity was definitely there and putting your foot forward was um, definitely the goal and it was tough because you know there was, there was some good competition at 10 so um, in the pre-season you know trying to speak up in front of the, in front of the boys you know but being a young 10 in the team can be quite daunting because you know there's a lot of big dogs in the team mm-hmm. you know like like who am I to tell Squire what to do? You know, that's that's sort of like, you know. Um and so that, that was like a um that was probably like one of the biggest challenges is um being a new 10 trying to tell someone else what to do. And especially when they've played how many games, you know, you or like for example, playing outside mug, you know, you get a you get a young 10 and the 10 calls the shots and then if the best halfback in the world goes, Oh no, I think we should do this, you'd be like you know, what do you do? Yeah, do you do? bro. Do you, tell him to, do you tell him to shut up or do, you, <laughs> or do you just listen to him? But I think as a 10, you learn, like, you know, that's that's your role. That's that's your job, you know? Obviously, I didn't tell him to shut up, especially in those first couple of years. You know? I was like, oh, yeah, we'll just talk your way, bro. But um, yeah, I think in 2019, yeah, coming into the season, just stay relaxed. You know, the opportunity's there. You obviously want to put your best foot forward, but don't put too much pressure on yourself. Have balance, I think. Yeah
1: so how did it all click for you then because once you sort of got your opportunity your performance has got better and better every week um yeah. and then yeah we'll, we'll get to what came at the end of it but did you notice yourself getting into a bit of a groove
0: um well i think yeah as a major i said I was, I was starting and obviously that was um real cool i was happy uh, but i was nervous you know like yeah i was nervous like obviously let had been there for a few years and then all the expectation like how's he gonna go, you know, all that pressure and how's he gonna go. And I think by like the competitiveness competitiveness in the preseason and um before that, I think being there injury replacement in injury placement 2017, playing a few games in 2018, I feel like I was I was I was ready though. You know what I mean? So I'd been there in, in behind the scenes watching for a few years, watching Lima, watching Marty. And so I think I was ready. And I guess for me I was just focusing on, you know, a week at a time, you know. I wasn't really like, oh, I'm getting in a groove, you know. I was just playing the Chiefs this weekend, we're playing the Reds this weekend, you know, but I'm just focusing on getting through that game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and even towards the end of the year, I didn't you know, I, I didn't think I was gonna be an all blacks contention. I think someone got Damien got injured, eh? Yep. Damien got injured and um and so obviously there was a little bit of chat around that someone's gonna get an opportunity, or like that, someone could get an opportunity. But I never really thought, like, well, you know, um, you know. Obviously, that would be unreal, but I never yeah. really thought that I was going to get that. And then I remember one game we're playing the Waratahs in in and I was swimming with Nuggy, and then he sort of said to me, um, I "Like, oh, have you heard anything?" And I was like, "No, nah, I haven't heard anything." And he sort of just hinted that they were looking at me, you know, not nothing, nothing, uh, you know, nothing. On okay. like, oh, picture, yeah. He was just like sort of hinted that they were. Looking at me, and mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a couple of games left in the season, you know, and just told me to put my best foot forward and whatever happens, happens. And yeah, but other than that, bro, nah, no, nah, um, I didn't feel like oh, oh I'm on a roll. I felt like every week I was just trying to yeah focus on playing that game because that was my first season, like like first full season actually playing week to week, you know. So every game I was like hell nervous, you know, like leading into the game, you know, I couldn't really think past like
1: um yeah crazy like I guess that's the thing for me I mean like I find I don't know when I'm living my life I find that I get into when I'm getting into a good routine with things I feel like stuff just flows and it's almost just like effortless you're not almost you're not overextending Mm. yourself like you said maybe like what you said you were doing like when you first got down to Dunnans and yeah it eventually (laughs) led to you being named in the All Blacks though you'll play in 2019 so Where were you when you got the phone call? Did you have to watch it live like everybody else? And not thinking that you were even in that picture, like how did Mm. you react to that news?
0: Yeah, so, so yeah, so, actually, so that happened, actually. And then the season finished, we lost to the Crusaders in the quarters. And then the next week, we got a, um, there was like a group of us that got an email that saying that you're in contention. And that we had to do this fitness program because <laughs> <laughs> we lost in the quarters. And obviously, yeah. the semis and the finals are still to go. And then, um, yeah, so <laughs> here, here I am doing fitness and with a few of the boys. The hardest fitness program, I might add. <laughs> 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 and um, so, yeah, there was that aspect where we were told that we were going to be in contention. And then when it came down to the team naming, they said that, I can't remember, it was a few years back now, but they said that some of you might get a call. That was sort of like, I don't know, I can't remember, but I remember thinking, I remember that day I was looking at my phone the whole day because they must have said some of you are going to get a call. Yeah. So I was looking at my phone the whole day and I knew that the team was being announced that night and um, yeah, I was, like, I was like, oh shit, I must have missed out because like, no phone call, you're right. And then obviously, um, yeah, they did the team naming on on the screen and Heard the name and yeah, it's just unreal. Who were you with? I was with um I was with my girlfriend and my old lady. We were just at home in the antennas and yeah, now it's it good stuff. What first part? What what this like kawaii mode oh, was the reaction, bro? Yeah, oh, <laughs> bro, I didn't I didn't really sink in for a couple of days, you know. I was just I was just shocked and my missus and mum were jumping up and down, you know, it is Larry, but yeah, it was a few days before it like sunk in for me. I, was um, yeah, I was shocked. And then we had to fly up the next day, and then you know, getting to camp, I was, but I was so scared. there. <laughs> yeah, Such a daunting, like you know, and um, but it's, it's awesome, you know, it's awesome, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, not getting a phone call all day it was the longest day. I was, I remember I was playing Fortnite, just looking at my phone, looking at my phone, nothing, nothing. I, was like, sure, I must have missed that. And then um, getting to, I think it was like five o'clock or seven o'clock, whatever it was, and then hearing your name, and then your phone just blowing up, phone just blew up, and um, then got a few emails, flights to catch the next day, and then, yeah, headed into camp, and uh, yeah, and then you, you get in there, and like, you know, that was my that was my first year like playing week to week, you know, um, the other years was injury placement, sort of here and there playing, but you get in there and you see some big dogs that have been in the team for years, you're like, holy it's You know, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good a good experience. It was a good experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, it must be quite fucking nerve-wracking, like, going in. Because, I mean, you're boys with guys like Nagy and all that, right? Guys mm. that have, like, been there and done that. And so you've got some familiarity, yeah. but you're still, like, in the All Blacks. Like, that's, you know, it's your dream. Like, you're literally, like, holy oh, yeah. shit, like, I can't believe I'm yeah. in this. um this. Yeah. So I guess like going through like all of that and then mm. I know that you got named on the bench when the team went to Argentina and then obviously because mm. of how tight the game was you didn't get to go on and you had to wait yeah. to play Tonga to get your debut bro but can you just talk yeah. us through that period of, you know like you said like going into camp like how long it took for you to come back to reality or like have it all sink in and not get too an um, mm. awe about it all and then yeah, yeah. your debut.
0: On the field and playing. Yes, so um we're in camp, you know, it's still sinking in. And then uh Hansen pulls me aside and he's like, uh look, Richie's got the final this weekend. Um he's not gonna be ready next week, so you're gonna be on the bench. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was a whole really like you know, it still hasn't even sunk in that my name was read out, and now he's telling me I'm gonna play. I was like, this is unreal. And then um oh yeah, so told my parents that I was gonna be playing, and then so you know, getting my parents over and stuff, you know, that sort of emptied my bank. Um, <laughs> I sort of emptied my bank so to watch nothing. No. Nah. Um Yeah, so, hands of time, I was going to play, and then, so for me, that was just preparing, you know, preparing the best I could. Bodhi was in, so, learning off Bodhi, being there for years, done, done it all, so, and just, and just, just enjoying it, eh? like, just trying to mm. enjoy it. And then, yeah, getting to IG um, in the game, um, you know, doing the anthem, doing the haka for the first time. Um, is uh, I can't explain it. It was, it was awesome. And then, um, yeah, like on the game, I was watching the game and, and I could tell, like, you know, it was, it was pretty tight. And, um, you know, the coach started unloading the bench. And uh, <laughs> I'd been in this position before, bro, because I've done it for the landers like, Five, six times, you know, I sat on the bench and it gets to a point in the game where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get on here. And I remember thinking at that time, you know, like you always got to back yourself, you know, and in any situation you got to back yourself. And I remember thinking, like, I can do this, you know, I can, I can play, you know, I can play, I can get on and play and, and not fuck this up. But, um, you know, that, that wasn't to be. And, and you know, I, I can understand, I can understand why. Um, they did what they did, or they made that decision uh, at the time. I was, I was pretty gutted, you know, coming off the field. I saw my parents, you know, and they would come into IG come all that way. But, but at the same time, you gotta like put it in perspective. You know, I, was, I was still in the in the environment, you know. I was, I just did the hockey, I just did, you know, sang the anthem in the black jersey, you know. Um, and I, and I'm still in the environment, and yeah, it, it, even though I was gutted, you know, I was, I was still grateful. Um, that I was in that environment and still there. But after that, I think so. Richard comes back, and the um, Richie and Bodie are playing, and there's a there's a couple of games. But then, but then they chop the squad down, and um, yeah, I was I was um, I went back to Modern 10 for Otago and played a couple of games for Otago and, and played played all right, played yeah, played pretty good. And then I think Richie got injured, and so. Um, I was just sitting on the couch one day, Hanson gives me a call, and he, he says, Richie's injured, you know, um, you're going to be on the bench versus Tonga. Before that, actually, before that, so, like, would I see? So don't get on versus Argentina, and then you get chopped out of the squad, you're like, fuck, was that my only opportunity, and has it gone? You know what I mean? Like, those sort of stuff, things start running through your head, like, well, wow. I went so close. And I'm what if I don't ever get another opportunity, you know what I mean? What if that was it? I'm like, fuck. And then um, yeah, sitting on the couch, Hansa rings me, Richie's gone down. Oh, he's not gone down. I think he just had a little niggle and they were gonna preserve it because the World Cup was just round the corner. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're gonna be on the bench. And I was just like, you know, <laughs> you know, this is I can this is an opportunity, like please, like this has to be it. And then um uh, Head back into camp with the boys, you know, prepare for a week for the AB's boys versus Tonga. And then during the game, Bodhi, because um, like when you're on the bench, you're like, you don't know when you're going to get on, right? Mm. And um, even when you're like so nervous, you don't know when you're going to get on. And then Bodie, he must have had like a little niggle. And um, I went into half time and you, and you go into the sheds at halftime. And then they just say to me, oh, you're on, you know? like, oh, let's show me. Like, oh, shit, I'm nervous now. Because Buddy obviously had a one. And I was just like, oh, shit, a whole half, you know? <laughs> I only wanted 10 minutes. No. <laughs> no. It was, um, yeah, but I was like, damn, yep, I'm on, like, you know? And so I ran out for the second half and, yeah, rounds, yeah, you know? as you know, got the debut and um, my dad's family were able to be there. So, yeah, it was... Heavy days after that, some of my schoolmates came down from Auckland, they were were there as well, and that was um, definitely a fond memory. Pure bliss.
1: Well, yeah, bro, that must have been, yeah, surreal to go from, like you said, thinking, wow, I I was that close to, like, getting on the field in RG, and like, what if this is it? And then you eventually get your opportunity against Tonga, and like you said, you get a whole half in comparison to what you thought would be 10 minutes. You get on the scoreboard as well. You kick a goal, bro. So, like, that's forever mm. gonna be um in the history books. So going into twenty twenty with the Landers, mm. how was your confidence? Was it through the roof?
0: Like, did you feel like
1: mm.
0: I don't know? But having yeah. had a taste, bro. So, like- right, so, made my debut, and then and then I left the next day. So I was only in there for a week. Left the next day. It went back to Otago. And I actually played pretty average for a Tiger which was pretty gutted about, you know, like just you know, had a career highlight and then go and play shit for my 10. You know, so into coming into 2020, I was I was confident, you know, I obviously had a good um super rugby, obviously debut the previous year. But and I and I was still hungry because of the, I played shit in my 10, you know. So mm-hmm. I came into 2020 pretty um yeah, pretty good, feeling feeling pretty good. Obviously, um Brandy was coming back um for 2020 and uh Mitchie was Mitchie had signed um with the Hollanders as well. And um, heading into the 2020 season, it was sort of like the um under 19s again, you know, um they wanted both of us on the field, uh, me and Michi. And um I started off the season playing at second five. Sorry. So I started off playing the season at second five and yeah and, and, and a bit of fullback and a bit of 10 here and there and I feel like that was hard for me, like, playing at such a high level out of position. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Um, and it's just, it's, it's subtle things. It's little things that, um, you know, make make a make a big difference, you know, just timing on the ball, different skills, you know, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it was quite hard to um, to play at that level in, in those positions, I felt. Because mm-hmm. that was going to be one of my questions, bro. I know that sort of
1: unfortunately for you after sort of coming off that high for 2019, making the All Blacks, just some of the positional stuff for you, like from 2020 onwards, I know that, yeah, they started the year off with you at 12. And I actually don't mind the ball playing 12, bro. But like you said, just mm. some of the subtleties, like even on D, you know, that's a big ice, like a, 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 they're two different pictures. Um, and then sort of having to bounce between 10, 12 and 15. How does th- that must, year like sort of shake you up as a player because you're not, being sort of given the opportunity to really like find your feet in one position it's like okay yep i'm sort of starting to get this whole thing and then it's like oh no we're playing you at fullback and you're like oh but i I was just getting it and now you're sort of out of position again and then yeah and ultimately it's it's led you to i guess taking up your opportunity you know getting that change of scenery moving in with the chiefs and trying to make a real stamp on that 10 jersey bro so do you put that down you know sort of like that just the positional stuff like them did that muck with your game like could you give us any insight
0: there yeah bro i um yeah that's definitely it like, like you said you know just trying to learn new positions and um doing it like on different weekly basis like you know this week playing 12 this week playing 10 it can mm-hmm. be quite hard um to knuckle down on your craft you know you gotta learn different skills or well, not learn but like focusing on different skills you know when you put in that time into a group of skills for months you know it's gonna eventually evolve, you know, but when then you got to learn new skills, evolve these skills, evolve these skills, you know, it's just yeah, it's just, it's tough, bro
1: I can only imagine, I mean I've had times where I've called on to play 10, because I, I play halfback, bro, and I've been called on to play 10 the old time at a club level and even then I fell out of place, let alone playing against guys who train week <laughs> in, week out, trying to trying to pick you apart bro, um, yeah. like I said, uh, coming full circle you're back in with uh, the Chiefs this year, um, and you know, weirdly enough, you're back down south and you're playing your old team round one. You look like you had a pretty hissing preseason, and I'm not going to get you to lift the lid on like what the team lineup is for this week. But what what were sort of like your goals? I know that you talked about having a change of scenery and, and having that spruce up, I don't know, a bit of freshness in your life. But do you have any goals for yourself personally ahead for Super Rugby Pacific?
0: Yeah, bro. Like, um, the goal is like, obviously, I want to be the first five for the Chiefs. And they'll, and I want to make the All Blacks. You know that's that's that should be the goal of every New player. play. Like they want make the All Blacks. So um, those are definitely the goals. But I think um, what's important is not thinking too far ahead. You know, like just focusing on on the on the weeks on the weeks ahead of you. Mm. And um, yeah, I guess coming into to, um, moving from Dunedin to Hamilton. You know, I wanted to change the scenery. I wanted to get. You know, I thought maybe I could get the best out of myself leaving Dunedin. Coming to Hamilton, and along with that, you know, I want more time at first five. You know, I want to be first five for the Chiefs, and there's no hiding from that. That's my goal, yeah.
1: Yeah, bro, get you back to where you need to be, brother. Um, yeah, I guess that pretty much wraps up what I wanted to grab from your footy career to date, bro. Um, and I know I'm mm. mindful of the time, but I like to end my podcast on two different segments which we can quickly tune through. The first one being,
0: What's your game day routine? Game day routine, um, bro, like, that's, mine's pretty weird, I like to just sleep all day, or if I'm not sleeping, just lie in bed, Netflix, TikTok, scroll, you know, um, if it's a 7 o'clock game, bro, it's just such a long day, um, I know a few boys get up and go out for walks and stuff, but 7 o'clock game, we don't meet till 3 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. so pretty much, bro, I'm just in, in bed the whole day, just eat. Bed, you know, have lunch, back to bed, just chill and and then head in at three o'clock. <laughs> Pretty simple, bro. Like nothing special. Are you superstitious? Nah, nah I'm not, bro. Nah. I um my mate that that I played with at, at the Hollanders tea, he's I feel like he's a little bit superstitious though, like he does certain stuff. Um he doesn't like doing certain stuff. And I'm just like, mm. nah, 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 I don't I don't yeah. I'm not, yeah, I don't really believe,
1: yeah. In that. Yeah, well, I feel like you're probably better off that way because I know that some guys, if they have to do something and if one thing goes mm. out of whack, it sort of sucks them out before a game. Um, mm. Yeah, bro. But moving on to my last bit, 10 of the bin, bro. 10 quick fire questions and you just answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Sweet. All right. Number one, what's your must do on a day off?
0: <sighs> I do nothing, bro. <laughs> PlayStation. That's what they're there for, bro. Um,
1: yeah. Number two, what's your preferred vessel of choice on a night out? Good man Uh, Who's the biggest Coach's pet You've been around
0: Jonah Nariki Definitely 110% (laughs) Uh, Go to cheat meal Mecca's Mecca's Oh yeah What's your order a (laughs) Tech Nothing (laughs) special either (laughs) Just two big mechs Fair enough
1: Uh, Who was your idol Growing up
0: Mm, Carl Spencer
1: Great choice Uh, Where's your go to Travel destination spot Where do you want to Check out in the world I want to check out Bali, bro. Never
0: been. Mm, yeah, me too, brother.
1: Uh, who's the cheapest teammate you've been around?
0: Uh, Shannon Feazell. <laughs> Definitely. Right, Rins, he wins,
1: bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who's your go-to artist or song you haven't repeated at the moment?
0: Chris Brown's a go-to. Um, in, I'm a little bit old school. Yeah, I like his old school stuff, eh? Me too, bro.
1: Uh, Biggest grub you've played with or against? I can grab it. Oh, I'll go Jimmy Lentis. Mm. Eh? All right, bro. And last question. You just got to finish the sentence for me.
0: Saturdays are for the boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that right? It has to be right. <laughs> bro I'll leave it up to you guys to answer, bro. Um, but that <laughs> brings this podcast to a close. Once again, my man, just want to thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to talk to me. Best of luck for this weekend. Best of luck for the season. um, And fingers crossed, uh, we see you in a black jersey sooner rather than later.
0: Cheers, brother. Thank you very much.
1: All right, bro. Sure, Josh. Later.
0: No worries. Thank you, brother.